Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time! Hey, FKTC crew, we are back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. It's Laurel, it's Ty. Um, I we, we don't know where Jordan is, to be honest. Um, he, I guess, is not going to show up today. Uh, said something about going to a game. Um, so it is the um, it is the original crew back for a pay per view, and I have to say this episode is brought to you by uppercuts while you're on the ground that lead to broken noses. <laughs> um, Uncle punched a Walker's face with textbook and it led to a gnarly result. I gotta come up with better things than this, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was for the, I, I will say for the first fight card in a month and the first one in 2024. Oh, and you know, I forgot to put my grade down, but it didn't disappoint. What are you giving it? Um. Now, just remind me: Are we just basing it off the main card or the card altogether? The well, I always do the main card. Okay. Well, looking at the main card, I would definitely I would have given it probably B minus. Yeah, B. Yeah, but like B minus B range. Um, I think what kept. Oh, hold on, one second. Update for us. Um, Bavaria versus Sagemont. It must be high school basketball. I'm sorry. Um, squirrel. No, I'm sorry. Jordan just texted me and he said that he's at a he has at Rivera versus Sagemont, which I'm like. What is what is that? Is yeah, he says it's high, he's uh doing scouting for high school basketball and forgot to tell us. Oh. Um three okay. seconds left, he traveled. <laughs> so you can tell that we're both not really we're both kind of distracted right now. <laughs> I'm so invested in this game, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> we will continue on yes so you gave it a b i gave it a b minus which seems about road bad hmm. um oh before we continue <laughs> because because i know you can't curse mm-hmm. i will i will provide for this um and jordan if you're listening to this this is in no way in bashing you i just find this conversation a little hilarious are you on your way Oh shit! I'm at I'm at game. I completely forgot to tell you, or I'm yeah. at a game. I forgot to tell. Completely forgot to tell you, which game? Rivera versus Sagemont. I had to go for scouting. I'm like, uh, high school basketball. Fuck. 
I feel real bad, really bad. Yeah, I say it's all good. Nah, that's really bad me. I'm so sorry. Want to get in on this? Huh? I said you want to get on this on the response? Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. What what I will, what I am disappointed about is that he's not here for me to, he's not here to hear me say plus one. <laughs> Laurel says she feels bad. You no, I, don't, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> to hear her, hear her say plus one. <laughs> Sad, I tell you. Uh oh, My just God. give me your picks for two and seven. Yeah, tell them not to forget because I'm not <clears throat> I'm not gonna be nice about it this time. <laughs> Are you gonna give him like a minus five if he doesn't get his picks in? I am. He oh. knows that. <laughs> Fair you, enough. You know, Wednesday nights are our thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor Jordan can't even defend himself. <laughs> um, but yes, it was a good, it was a good fight card to start the year. Um, now, can the first pay per view of the year follow up on that? Although I will say, and I know not a lot of people, um. I don't let people pay for the pay-per-view, but I didn't see an email or any kind of notification that actually I can even look that the uh price for the UFC card um that UFC pay-per-views went up. So at really? least again, it just went up last year. I know I'm checking, but I don't think I don't think it's gone up this year yet. Mm. And I'm I'm actually checking right now. Do 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 do. Um, um yeah, there's so many pay-per-views. Oh, it has not gone up yet. It's still the same price. We just what we should do is if it goes up anymore, we should just stop stop doing the pod on pay-per-view weekends because no one can afford that. And honestly, the matchups aren't good enough quality to consistently charge us $80 every time. I called it. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, there are other ways to watch it without. This is true, but you guys don't do that. Um, I will. I I did for the last card actually, because I was like, mm, holidays, not 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 even going for it. Yeah. Like I think this year, um, I'm gonna base it upon the matchups. Um. Just like like okay, if it's not that entertaining, I'm not gonna buy it. But yeah. if if the if the main card from top to bottom, if it's something like I will sit through and watch, then yes, I will probably order it. Which probably only happened maybe four. Usually, usually when I did that in the past, I only did that what, four times a year. Mm -hmm. So, that's what. It's like twenty five percent pay per view. So, or. Maybe thirty three percent. I can't. It doesn't matter. Sorry, we're getting off track. Um, Squirrel. let's get. Yeah, 
Exactly. Let's get into our UFC 84 results. Um, so there's a little bit of a note. The um Nicola Nikolai Matthias versus Manel Cape fight was canceled because Kate Cape Cat Cape, not sure how it's pronounced. And I'm probably gonna butcher it at least five more times this year. Um he ended up missing weight by three and a half pounds, and the fight was ultimately scrapped. Um, I think Cape even like complained to him for not taking the fight. Like, basically, so as a flyweight, if you're weighing 129 and a half pounds, that's what I'm gonna look at. I'm trying to look. So one, so he weighed he weighed in at one twenty nine and a half. So he missed the uh flyweight limit of one twenty six by mm-hmm. three and a half pounds. And someone, I think it was Rhino that mentioned something about how much that was gonna, like how much of this. Oh, let's see one. Tw- oh, I remember one twenty nine point five. Do I buy one twenty five? Yeah, so it took. I, I can't remember the number. It was like three percent of your body weight that you missed so i mean flyweights are not that small or not that big nope so i i don't blame um i don't blame his opponent for not wanting to take the fight if that's what ultimately happened and honestly cape probably blew his chance to um get a title shot oh well it is what it is part of it how long did he train um for a while i think he mentioned something about like he had like some kind of staff infection i think yeah well maybe next year <laughs> yeah oh hold on here we go so the th- this was his a f- official um statement on his missed weight guys i couldn't make the weight this time two weeks ago i was extremely sick due to a virus that happened here in Las Vegas, and I had to stay out of training for five days and filling myself with antibiotics. Not only affected me, but many of my training partners. My coaches and my manager thought it was better for me to cancel the fight due to the state I was in, but I decided to move on and not cancel. My opponent didn't accept the fight or accept my purse. I would I would give him my entire purse if he wants to fight, but things are as they are, and I take all this responsibility. Last year, I had five fights canceled. One of them, my opponent, was 11 pounds above. Even so, I agreed to fight. Thank you to all from the uh, UFC Performance Performance Institute nutritionists who tried everything to make me make the weight. See you guys soon. Oh, well. So, apparently he was sick, and that's why he wasn't able to make weight. But, oh, well. So... There's a reason for that. So the fight that ended up taking the place of that fight was Waldo Cortez Acosta. So we don't have a pick for that one. Defeating Andre Arlovsky. Laurel. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Why are heavyweight fights so boring? Terrible. I don't even, I don't even watch them. If I'm being honest, I don't watch them. If, If I wanted to watch like bad boxing i'd watch heavyweight battles but they're just it's not interesting to me mm-hmm. at a, on any level it's like either the heavyweights will be like a 
spectacular knockouts or it'll just be a long drug out this drawn out decision yeah there's no it's not i don't know i don't even watch them yeah so it's a good thing we didn't make a pick for this one because i'm like uh this was so like i couldn't even pay attention during that fight yeah and i feel like too that heavyweight popularity isn't i hardly hear about heavyweights unless you're yeah. like a big name like the top yeah, five or the top ten there's not big names yeah there's not big names yeah so i just i just don't watch fair enough um all right so our next one i think and you'll have to update us in the standings um so we have Bruno Fiera defeating Phil Hawes via knockouts. Um, yeah, that was very interesting. I think, but go ahead. I said that I picked Ferreira because he was a finisher. You did. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. It's my oh. one note for him. Finisher. <laughs> Finish him. But yeah, that was a it was a really good performance by Fiera. Um I mean it seemed like it was like back and forth for a while and then just boom, done. Yeah. So not much on that. Um next one, Mario Bautista defeating Ricky Simon via decision. Um Yikes. Yeah, I'm like, I think I'm trying to remember how I can't quite remember how that fight. I will I will say I think outside of the um the three finishes, the other two that end in decision, I'm like (sighs) like okay, this is long, this is being drug out. Um I don't know, they it was very evenly matched between these two. Um I think I remember how I had I think I had Ricky taking the first round, Bautista taking the second, and then Bautista was able to do enough in that third round. Or he did not didn't do enough in the third round, but he did a good amount in that third round. So let's see. Yep. So I had yep, Ricky first, Mario Bautista second round, and then I think the third round was he started taking over towards the end, which gave him the win. Yeah. But other than that, not a whole lot to report on. Um, co-main event, though, Jim Miller, the Ageless Wonder, getting a face neck crank submission. <laughs> that guy. And there will be more to talk about him later on the show, but... Don't know how he does it. Don't know how he does it. Um, it's going to have a... It's, it's, it's like gonna be elderly... so it was he he pretty much had control that fight from start to finish and then it was just you know what like i'm gonna win this fight anyways might as well try to see what i can do with this submission um it started as like a rear naked choke but then benitez was able to like break out a little bit but not enough towards like all right you know i'm just gonna twist your face and see what happens and like then he's like oh i'm done i'm done so good for jim miller and as we said earlier, the ageless wonder. 
How does he do do it? No one knows. Um, I think now we can get to your your favorite result of the fight of the card. It is my favorite result on the card. <laughs> I love it when Johnny Walker loses. <laughs> and this is all because of his humping. It's all it just is because it's obnoxious. Um. So I think for me, I think the first round went evenly. Um, I think I slightly gave it to Uncle Liev. Um, no, actually, I gave it to Johnny Walker. Walker was winning the first round, and then it was a bunch. Couple, it was a couple exchanges, and then about halfway through the second, Uncle Liev like hits him with a clean hook right to like his dome ear area. He gets knocked down like up against the cage and then he like as he's getting up like Uncle I have squares an uppercut what looks like an uppercut or maybe it was a yeah it looked like an uppercut right to Johnny's nose and that thing shattered instantly my favorite part <laughs> like oh my gosh that was ridiculous like you, you could not have timed that uppercut any better than him going on the ground and then him like getting his head up and boom, right in the face, right yeah. in the nose, and just like his nose was like refusing blood. Even after the fight was over, like he had to have a towel over his nose pretty much the entire like up until the fight finished, up until like they announced the winner. Like oh my gosh, like that thing is broken so that was that's one big way to start off 2024 in the fight world and with that said that is ufc vegas 84 bada bing bada boom yep and so before we begin our ufc 297 little rundown our snooze fast rundown our <laughs> I mean, yeah, other than the stinking card, man. It it, it depends. I think it depends. I think the I think this is gonna be one of those cards where probably the prelims are gonna look a little bit better than the main card. Maybe. But we do have a lot of Canadians on that card. Well, that's true. I I'd think... rather Charles Do Jordan fight Sean Woodson on the main card and get rid of this Alan Avlov. Oh, you don't think it's going to be that interesting? I don't know. I don't think so. Interesting. I just, I just don't find this card very interesting. Okay. Honest. Well, before we do break down this card, what are the first official standings of 2024? Me, three and one. You and Jordan are tied at two and two. Okay. Which one... I'm trying to think which ones did I get wrong. I got the you got oh, the Fiera and Batista fight wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We all got the Batista fight wrong. Right. But it was the um Fiera fight that I did not get on. Yeah. Um I don't think both are bad. Okay. Um <clears throat> so before we begin our 297 picks. As is tradition, is there one fight on the card or a fighter on the card 
that you're keeping your eye on? On this card? <laughs> on this card. Uh no. Really? I, mean, I guess I guess I would see this is this is confusing for me. Mm -hmm. Because last pod mm -hmm. I was contemplating uh Duplessis for a championship. Okay. This card, I couldn't even pick him because I don't think he'll win against Sean Strickland. Interesting. I guess I'm interested in how uh, Mavsar, Mavsar, Mar, blah, 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 Evlov is going to do. I think maybe Mozart. that's. Yeah, that maybe that's the most interesting fight for me on the card. Okay. I don't all right. know. It's all good. Um, I'm going to pull up the card now. I already have my pick, but I'm just kind of curious to see. So, and I'm also can... interested to see uh, this uh, Malo. Like, he's favorited to win. Malo. Oh, Mike, oh, Mike Mallet. Mallet, Mallet. I, I prefer the French version. <laughs> Malo. Yeah, I think that one will be interesting. Um, I find it interesting that M Mike Mallet is a very heavy favorite over Neil Magny. Mm -hmm. So that should be something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, the one f I, I wanted to pick this as a fighter, but I think the fight itself is going to be interesting. So my fight to watch for 297 is actually going to be a woman's fight. It's going to be Jillian Robertson versus Pollyanna Vienna, which is the first fight on the... um On the prelims card? Yeah, not the early prelims. The, right. Uh, the like the prelims. Prelim, yeah. So the reason why I see this fight is so interesting... Um, so Jillian Robertson had a really great start to her UFC career, has kind of been between wins and losses um, recently. Um, I think so she started, so she was, and actually she, um, funny thing is that her first UFC loss is going to be against one of the women that is going to be fighting for the bantamweight title this weekend. Um, she suffered her first loss to Myra Buena Silva. Mm. Um, then she went on a little run, and then Macy Barber, boo, Macy Barber, boo. Um, then she, good, another two, good couple, two wins, and then went into like this weird stretch of losing three of four, losing, I mean, of course she lost, losing to Talia Santos is nothing to joke around about. Mm. Um, Miranda Maverick, who was, coming on her own for a while there and then beating the cheater Priscilla Cachoeira um and then lost to JJ Aldrich which I thought was really odd so I think the move to straw weight is going to help her out a lot but she did she is coming off a loss to Tabitha Ricky baby shark um but Jillian has really for someone who is my height she has some she has a really good submission game 
Um, doesn't have the reach. If she can get this to the ground, I think she beats Pollyanna Vienna. Um, Pollyanna Vienna herself is also has also lost two of her last three. Um, but I'm trying to look and see. It doesn't look like she's. Yeah, really, Pollyanna Vienna is really a. I'm trying to remember where, where I remember her from. She's like a um, wild card. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's really hit or miss with her. So I think this would be a really good fight for Jillian to at least bounce back from her strawweight loss. Um, but I think this might be one of the more interesting fights on the card. Based on predictions, bets, and all that. Like, I think the... I think the line was like Jillian was like a minus one something. Let me double check my stats. Oh, she's actually a minus two ninety. Wow, never mind. <laughs> so that's gonna be my fights. Um, if that fight wasn't on there, I would probably have picked. Oh, guess who else is on the card? The cheater, Priscilla Cachoeira. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Who's fighting uh, Jasmine Jasvidicius? But yeah, I was looking at it. There's a lot of like moderate, like moderate to heavy favorites on that card, except for the um, the main event. The main event is like really close, but that's what I'm thinking. And so, ready for your second round of picks? Yep. All right, so we got Ar- Arnold Allen versus Mofsar Ivalov. Yeah, I'm glad you can pronounce that. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but I'm doing my best. Well, Jordan's not here to correct us. That's he true. Always, he always gets the names right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this one was a little tricky, but I think given the, um, like both these guys are like, I don't think they're undefeated. I think they only have like three losses combined between the two of them. Um, but I'm gonna go with Evilov just because I think he's the more well-rounded fighter over Arnold Allen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got some quality. Well, I mean, I think quality wins. He's got Diego Lopez. He's mm-hmm. got Dan Yigi. I mean, and Arnold Allen has some decent wins as well. Uh, he beat Dan Hooker, Calvin Qatar, lost to Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. I have Ivalov uh, winning this bout too. I think that again, I agree with you. He's he's a much he's got more tools in the toolbox to to make it work. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like they're fairly they're fairly close. But I think <laughs> this this win would be important for Evil Off, so mm-hmm. here's how Oh yeah. I think it'll probably help elevate him if not if he's not already in the top fifteen, definitely gets him into the top fifteen. Yeah, he's ranked number nine so far, so Oh Evil Off oh that's right, Evil Off is. What's Arnold Allen ranked? Number four. Oh, you know what? Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a win from Evilov would put him in the top five. 
Right. The only thing is he's, he has a lot of fights that, that go to decision. And I think that he can, I, I don't think this is going to be like some sparkly fight. I think it will go to decision. And I think that that'll probably give evil off the, the advantage. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Just so our next busier fighter. The busy, yeah, busy fighter, definitely. Okay. All right, so next we have Chris Curtis versus Mark Andre Barriot. Oh, this is, this one's a tough one for me. Yeah, it was a tough one for me too. It's, um, it's a tough one. I I mean, ultimately, I'm I'm uh went with Chris Curtis to win this uh just because I watching Barriot fight, I don't like that he has such an open stance in his his uh boxing style is is not one of my favorites and I think that he is prone to to getting knocked out if he's gonna fight Chris Curtis that way oh yeah that a question mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I decide how I went about it too um Mark Andre Bilal we, we've seen him fight a few times like it's mm -hmm. really hit or miss with them from my vantage point, like there are fights that he looks really good in, and there are other fights where it's just not good. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and Chris Curtis has kind of been on a little bit of a um, if I remember correctly, he's been on a little bit of a down, not I'm not gonna say downward spiral, but a little bit of a slump. Yeah, just uh, which so, is the perfect fight for him. Yeah, exactly. It, honestly, if if he can get this win, then he, you know, mental yeah. games. It'll boost up his confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be a confidence boost. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Chris Curtis as well. Um, just I think he, like like I said with Ivalov, I think he's the more well-rounded fighter and the more, um, like with Mark Andre, like I feel like he's just too unpredictable to pick him. Um, of course that could end up biting me in the rear end later, but yeah, it is I think so that this is really his big. This is a big first, his big first fight. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise he's fought, you know, his bout against Michelle Pereira uh, was canceled. He mm -hmm. did win against Eric Anders, which mm -hmm. who we've seen before, but he has a lot of losses that don't make sense. Right. That's true. That's very true. So. We'll All see. right. Yeah. All right. So our next fight is Neil Magny versus Mike Mallets. If, if, if Neil Magny loses this, he should reconsider retirement. He, he's I think he's getting up there in age too, if I'm not mistaken. 36. Oh, yeah, then I probably would too. Um it's pretty much the and I, I don't Yeah, he's he's kind of been known as more of a gatekeeper to the welterweight division. Um if you can't get past Neil Magny, then you're out of luck. If you can get past him, then okay. Maybe we can start talking about you fighting for that, fighting for a title shot in the next couple fights or so. 
I don't uh, think we could do that. He lost to Ian Gary, Gilbert Burns, Shavkat Romanoff, which in his defense is Shavkat, but right. Joaquin Silva, Michael Kisa. I mean, he's not been on a notable good streak. Oh, Neil Magny? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I would agree with you on that one. I mean, he fought Phil Rowe. He won against Phil Rowe. Who's Phil Rowe? Ouch. Poor Phil Rowe. (laughs) (laughs) But still. You know, I should get Phil Rowe on the podcast just just because (laughs) of that. Just for that comment alone. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to get Phil Rowe on the podcast just to see what. I say to Phil, who are you, Phil? <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I think Mike Mallet is on that trajectory going up. And I think this just puts him a little bit closer to maybe in a year, two years fighting for the title. Um, so I think that I think his um, upward trajectory continues. And I think Mallet wins this fight. And I would say probably. I won't say handedly, but in a more convincing manner. I actually think he'll win it uh, via uh, submission. Okay. Not mad about that. I let's see what I I had him down. Uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to yawn. I'm not, I'm not bored. Just like a lot going on today. Um, I had Mallet winning actually by TKO. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. a bold choice. It is a very bold choice. But I could I could easily see this mission working more than the um, TKO. Alright, mm-hmm. so now we are at our co-main events, and it is a ladies' fight, so you get to talk first uh, talk about the battle for the vacant women's bantamweight champion, which, okay, I'm going to throw this stat out for you. This will be the first fight. Well, not the first fight. This will be the second time in UFC women's bantamweight history that a women's bantamweight title fight did not feature Ronda Rousey or Amanda Nunes. There was one other time that happened. That's sad. Do you know what that other fight was? Should I? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so. I I don't do that <laughs> on UFC history. There's too much going on. The only only other fight that didn't feature Rousey or Nunez was Misha Tate versus Holly Holm at 196. Hmm. Interesting. So this and this will be the first time since this will be the first time actually since 196. That a title fight did not feature Amanda Nunes. Juliana Pena bashed this fight. What do you? Oh, oh yes, I yes. Well, it's not. Well, she's likely going to get the winner of this fight, so it's not like it's going to really matter. True. And I and I think didn't didn't wasn't she offered the fight, but she had to turn it down because she was still hurt. I think so. This is a replacement for her. Yeah, because I think it was gonna be um if I remember correctly, like with um Myra Buena Silva winning, like they were gonna say, like, oh, 
should she fight Pena for the title over uh, Leapfrog Pennington? But then they found out that Soa tested positive. And so I think they were initially going to do Pennington versus Pena. Mm-hmm. But Pena apparently was still hurt. And so Silva actually was able to bounce back. And, well, not bounce back. She was able to return from her, I think it was a four-month suspension. And now is getting ready for this fight. And so Pena, that's on you. Like, it's it's not, like, this is the best fight that they could come up with. Because you're hurt, so. Right. But I think this one's going to be very interesting um Pennington is going to be this will be the her second attempt at the at the title um she had lost I can't remember what fight card it was that it was but I remember it being like one of the most like on paper the main card was exciting except for the main event because it was Nunez versus Pennington everyone's like oh yeah Yeah. and I remember Pennington actually I, I don't know if it was Pennington that wits but like it was like she took like a really bad beating and it only took i think a minute into the fifth round before they called it so she gets her second shot redemption while myra buena Silva, despite having a no contest her fight her last fight being overturned to a no contest is gonna be fighting for a title crazy world we live in right so what say you laurel I don't know. I went back and forth on this because Pennington has some great wins. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Vera, that woman who shall not be mentioned that never makes weight. Macy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> she lost to Holly Holm, but Irene Aldana, mm-hmm. um, Tate, Jessica Andrade, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. She loses. So I think, though, in my mind, Silva could pull this off simply Mm. because she's probably going to be looking to avenge that no contest ruling. Mm. She she was legitimately... um, She was legitimately beating... Uh, Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I'm I'm going out on a limb and I'm picking Silva. Okay. Um. Yeah, like you said, this is going to be a very interesting fight. Um, although not a lot of people are really big fans of it, but women's bantamweight's the only title that is still vacant, so we got to get. A champion in there somewhere unless unless it, unless we have a situation with um Blahovich and uncle live where ended up being a draw and there was no champion and they had to book another light heavyweight fight to get a champion um so i mean these were the two best names outside of pena so there's nothing you can really do about it so I, I'm also going to go out on a limb. I think this is going to, I think with no Nunez, no Rousey. Um, although, I, actually, it's very interesting that Pennington never fought um, Ronda Rousey. I, I just find that very interesting. Um, 
I'm going to go for the underdog. I'm going to pick uh, Rocky Raquel Pennington to win this fight. Okay. No real reason why. I just think because she's been she was she's been in the sport for a while, and she's one of the more she's one of the more um, would I call her a pioneer for this division? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But for someone that's been in the division for as long as it's been around, I think it it would be nice to see Pennington hold the belt for a little bit all right so i'm gonna go pennington no real reason just rooting for the underdog just winging it yeah pretty much just winging it all right so now it's time for the main events we have (laughs) i think everyone's dubbed this fight as the kit well i from what i've seen it's like can both guys just lose (laughs) But unfortunately, that can't happen. So we do have Sean Strickland eh, versus Dreyfus Duplessis. Eh. Man, that that guy, Sean Strickland, just has a hateable personality. He does. It's just like everything he's, that comes out of that guy's mouth is nasty. Did you hear what, um, like he got into it with a reporter today? Yes. Um, I have yet to see it, so I actually kind of want to hear a little... I'm going to play a little clip just because I'm very interested in see what it was. I think I did put it down in my favorites. Let me make sure. Just so I can... Uh, I bookmarked it so I can come back to it later. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to pause it real quick. Um, I'm going to play like a maybe a brief... So I, Oh, wait. It might help if I actually have you on here, so... <laughs> Uh, share screen. I'll turn the video clip. Here we go. And I'm just gonna get this up. All right, here we go. Alien. Uh, of course I am. Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are you? Uh, I don't know how to phrase that. You? I mean, you got like fucking. Uh, yeah. Well, I did want to ask. Did you vote for Trudeau? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say. And, and let me tell you something right now. If a man says he's not gonna say, like, if you ask a motherfucker, did you vote for Biden? He's like, well, I'm not gonna say. That's none of your business. He voted for fucking Biden. Sean, so, hey, Sean, I'm glad you had great experiences. So this is our, this uh, is what I'm talking about, you guys. The enemy, the enemy of Canada. Sure, sure, All right. That's what it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said if I had a gay son, I would think I. Oh, well, look, another another. I'm saying yeah. the swamp, you guys. The swamp. You become a champion. You become a star. And, and someone said, let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? I had the chance no, to interact with a more diverse. Are you, let me, are you gay? Can I hear, can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking, I'm, this is a part of, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay. You'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid. No problem with it. Oh man, well, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, when you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts, you ask me some stupid shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. Really, fuck really I think we'll just stop it there for right now. What a piece of poop he is. Yeah, he's absolute piece of poop. Yeah. Oh, in case you didn't hear, Laurel is still under her no swearing for a whole year. Horrible human being he is. Yeah, he he's not a likable person at all. On any level. 
Mm-mm. In fact, I'm just so disgusted that I'm picking him to win. Oh my gosh, you're really picking him. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like I hope, I hope that was a joke. It's the principle of the thing. I cannot pick that guy. Mm-hmm. He's just dead to me. He's. I just hope that he gets his face beat in. Like, like what um, Alex Pereira did to him? Yes, no holds barred. <laughs> I just hope that he gets bushwhacked. <laughs> Molly waft. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna make this short and sweet myself. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of him being champion. He really shouldn't be champion. I really think that Adesanya had an off night, and that's why he's champion. And I think Dreyse Duplessis is gonna, ex- um, not exploit all the weaknesses like what Perea did, and I, I think Duplessis is gonna put him to sleep. Yeah, I mean, even if I lose, if I get a minus one on this, I don't even care. I just, he's, yeah. a, he's a horrible, horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's worse than Colby? Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Never mind. They're both, they're both equally bad. I yeah. On different, for different things. And okay, so and here, here's here's what I'm thinking about this. I think a lot of people say Colby puts this on for like a show, like his whole persona that he does this is all an act, which I honestly don't believe that's true. I think that's what he really believes. Um, I think Sean Strickland is real because if you've seen it, like you've seen the way that he has spoken to women, how he's spoken to anyone that isn't like this cookie cutter I can't even explain it and those words do not roll off your tongue like that unless Mm. you are a frequent a frequent conversationalist um, like that mm -hmm. that it just doesn't I don't care you you have to be thinking it and talk talk like that all the time for the words to roll off roll from your mouth like that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hundred percent believe that he is that person. Oh yeah, hundred like his is. I think his, the way he acts and all that is more believable than what Colby does. It's just the way that Colby does it is just super annoying and right. super unlikable. But you could tell Sean Strickland talks like he probably talks like that every single day now should i let my feelings of who he is as a person get away or should i take into consideration my feelings on him as a person in how am i what am i saying i'm not sure that's all i was gonna ask i judge him as an as an athlete, should I judge him for what he says outside of the octagon? I think that's all in personal preference. Um, I, I mean, think, I mean, he's he's a he's a guy that I feel like would commit a hate crime. I wouldn't be i I wouldn't be yeah I wouldn't be surprised honestly. And I unfollow anyone on Twitter that speaks his praises. 
<laughs> I don't think I know a lot of people that do. Um, oh, I, I think there was someone that, oh, I didn't know it was on here. One of my good friends, um, let me see if I can find her real quick. Oh, maybe that's not her. Um, um, oh, there we go. I finally, of course, I finally found it and it doesn't even want to pick it up. So one of my good friends, G, shout out G. Um, her, she mentioned something about it. Um, if I can find it real quick. Oh, did I miss it? Oh, here we go. Okay, so she says, once again, this motherfucker can dish it out, but can't take any pushback. She can't stand this ignorant, white, trash-ass man. <laughs> and then another, I just saw another one that actually was perfect. Um, This comes from Jessica, who I I think I didn't even realize I didn't follow. She goes, I could have went to UFC 297 for free. And the number one reason I'm not going is because Sean Strickland is a disgusting, vile, hateful piece of shit. <laughs> it is the lowest pay bought pay-per-view of all time. Complete solidarity with Alexander K. Lee. He's oh, the guy who was asking the question. He a gangster. So yeah, that's actually a good thing. I I honestly, if it wasn't if like for my choosing. I would not buy this pay-per-view solely because I do not want to give him any more money. Yeah. Because I know those pay-per-view points are going towards Strickland. Like, absolutely not. That's probably a good reason why I didn't buy the Colby Cup. Well, the pay-per-view would have probably went to Leon Edwards, but... So, 2020... Well, not 2024. If I had the choice... And buying pay-per-views, I will not buy a pay-per-view for these people. If they're a champion. Colby Covington, Sean Strickland, Conor McGregor, who gets pay-per-view points even if he's not champion. Weird as that is. Um, Gag. And to be honest, I'm going to be real with everyone here. I would not buy, if I had the choice, I would not buy a pay-per-view involving John Jones. And it, it, it's one of those, if you know, you know. That's right. So I would say if you really do, like, I think him as a person, like, well, also take it this way. He is a boring ass fighter. He doesn't do like the, his only good quality about him is his cardio. Yeah. And that's the only reason why he can last for five rounds. If you if you match him up with someone that can knock him out or like do some significant damage to him, then he's not gonna last long. He's just been given like all these cans, which oh my gosh, I wish up when Alex Perea knocked out Sean Strickland, that was probably one of the that was probably like top five most satisfying knockouts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> was, like, he punched him, he tried to go up and punched him again, he like flailed himself back that was just and I hope we could see that with um, I hope Dresses Duplessis can do that fingers crossed man yeah
So as you can tell, wait, did you say you're ultimately going with Dreyfus Duplessis? Yes, of course I am. Um, so yeah, we're both going Dreyfus Duplessis. Question. Do Answer. You think, do you think, because in every sport, other sport, this would happen. Mm -hmm. In MMA, have we empowered fighters to feel like they can say whatever they want? And I'm all for free speech. Mm -hmm. With the understanding that sometimes things that you say have consequences. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there should be consequences for for guys like Sean Strickland within the UFC in the form of fines? Excuse me. Um... Actually, I was approached with this question not too long ago, actually. So, the only issue, if you compare, like, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB players, as opposed to, like, MMA fighters, the only issue... I'm trying to think of my words diligently. It has to do something with the union in the fact that fighters are basically their own entity. So they kind of like, they can pretty much say what they want without facing any backlash from any UFC. The only way I could see any kind of punishment coming forth is if, like, there was an example with um, Habib Nurmagomedov and his um, jumping out of the cage and attacking Dylan Danis and that whole brawl that happened at 229. That's the only way I can see, like, a suspension. Like, I don't see any suspensions happening as far as, like, length, like, what you say and things like that. I mean... Look at it this way. We had Greg Hardy in the UFC at one point who has been known to be the uh, not it's not victim. He's had a, he's had run in with issues involving domestic violence and yet the UFC still hired him. Right. And I I can't remember who it was. Um Someone had said something, and uh, someone asked Dana White about it, and he said, like, like he kind of gave, like, a shoulder, like, oh, I don't care. I mean, you're talking about Dana White, the guy who slapped his wife. Hitting. So, yeah, hitting. Yeah. Hitting. Hit, did you say hitting? Fitting. I said fitting. Oh, fit, fitting. Yeah. So, I think as long... I don't think there's going to be any repercussions to any words that are said, although there really should be word. There should be something said, but if I ran the UFC, absolutely. There should be uh, like, there's a fine line between trash talking and just like, I feel like the whole the whole thing with Colby Covington talking about Leon's dead father was absolutely uncalled for. Like I would have absolutely fined him for that without question. Um, 
with what Sean Strickland has said in the past and things like that, there are some things that, yeah, I would definitely find him for. I probably would have find him and maybe Drew Plessis for that brawl that they had at 296. Mm-hmm. It's... It comes down to if you're taking things too far, basically. Right. Like, there are some of these fighters that just take it just a little too far, and I think there needs to be a point where it does need to be addressed. Some of the stuff needs to be addressed. But I think as long as Dana's running the show, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I'd love to see it. I would absolutely love to see some of these fighters getting fined and absolutely, like, making sure that they're in line. But... Because of how the whole UFC is structured with their fighters and everything, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. This is just like a reminder just to be a better person. It's not that hard. It, it's not that hard. Um, But that does cover UFC 297. Sean Strickland, go... Go, um, oh, what's the, it lost it, darn it. Um, go play in traffic. That's what I'm going to say. Traffic. And I want to say, too, what a lie. If if Sean Strickland had a gay son, he'd love that son just as much as if he didn't have one. So big, tough guy. Hopefully. I'd hope he would. I hope he doesn't reproduce. Wait, has he reproduced? I don't think so. I hope that he's sterile. <laughs> sterile. Oh man, you're gonna really make me look his look him up on. You're really gonna make me look him up right now. Darn it. Let's see. He let's see personal. Ah, yeah. No, there's nothing about. So this is what it says on his personal life on his Wikipedia. His father passed away from cancer at the age of 50. He had maintained minimal interaction with his father since his childhood. He, However, he has a positive and close relationship with his mother. Yeah, in, December 20... proud. <laughs> in December 2018, he was hit by a car while he was riding a motorcycle in LA, rendering him unconscious. He suffered numerous injuries and needed a knee operation after the accident. And then the only other thing they say is that he's training partners and close friend with fellow UFC middleweight Chris Curtis. Hmm. So doesn't say anything about him being married or having a relationship or I mean for all we know he could have a kid around there some around here somewhere. Which that's actually scary. Well, not scary to think about, but it is what it is. Um. All right, so we. I'm gonna quickly go through this. We do have some fight news, and I don't know if you ever got my text, but of course this would happen fifteen, like ten, fifteen minutes after we were done recording last week. Jordan <laughs> Jordan hinted at that there was gonna be a title fight at three hundred, mm-hmm. and there is gonna be a title fight, at least one title fight at three. No, actually, technically now there's two title fights at three hundred, but one that you wouldn't expect. So the first one that was announced literally 10 minutes after we finished recording last week, they announced Zhang Weili versus Yan Zhanan, and I'm sorry if I butchered that name, for the strawweight title at UFC 300. 
It'll be the first all-China title fight in UFC history. So that's exciting. Um, Speaking of Jim Miller, Jim Miller's getting his wish. He's going to fight at UFC 300. Crazy. Did you see who he's fighting? I did. <laughs> Bobby Green Green. <laughs> What a weird matchup this is. It is a weird matchup, but I'm here for it. <laughs> like you just threw two dudes together who suck. <laughs> well, Jim Miller's not bad, and then Bobby Green's been on a bit of a run, so. Well, neither of them are consistent, so who knows what the heck we're going to pick. I was kind of hoping that they would have had Jim Miller versus like Matt Brown, but I think they have. I think they had something else planned for Matt Brown, if I'm not mistaken. So. But we do get Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. Um, our other title fight, the one that no one, I don't think any, I know, I didn't see this coming. Um, the BMF title is again up for grabs. Huh. Justin Gaethje is going to defend his BMF title against Max Blessed Holloway. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Say it again. <laughs> Justin Gaethje defending his BMF title against Max Blessed Holloway. Yeah. What in the world is going on? This is <laughs> the weirdest day ever. <laughs> yeah. So, which means Max Holloway is going to actually go up 10 pounds to go fight him. Oh, and, we, and we know what happened the last time he fought at 155. Yeah. <laughs> Lost it, yeah, pain a painful loss to my guy Dustin Poirier. <laughs> painful. Um, and then one other piece of fight news that is of relevance. So, Mackenzie Dern announced that she had fight news coming up. It's like she couldn't announce what it was, but that it'd be pretty big, and it's pretty big because Tatiana Suarez has pulled out of her fight against Amanda Lemos at UFC 298 next month. And Mackenzie Dern is stepping in for Suarez to fight Lemos. Okay. <laughs> I think it'll be... It, it, that be a good fight. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern's fighting someone that is just coming off of a title loss, so... Beat someone who had just fought for a title might give you a chance to fight for the title yourself. Mm. And Tatiana did uh, go on Instagram today saying that the injury, she, it was because of injury, but she said it was very minor and she should be back relatively soon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people on MMA Twitter were kind of complaining that, excuse me, it's like, man, like Tatiana's dealing with all these injuries. Like it's not going to be good like for long term but if it's that minor then let the girl fight i mean it's not that i have something writing against it as she was my first pick in the draft that we had last weekend or last week so that's true so we'll see what happens so those were the big fight announcements that were thrown out but let me just double check to make sure i'm not missing anything else which knowing my luck i am um, I'm not actually. Yay! 
Yes, I'm not missing anything. All right, so now we can get to our MMA news. Um, and actually, it might be one of your favorites things yet. Are you ready for this? Listening. So you know how PFL bought Bellator, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to have a Bellator versus PFL card next month. Dreams do come true. <laughs> so this was all put this is going to be in Saudi Arabia. Unfortunate unfortunately, Laurel, this is going to be a pay- I checked today, it's going to be a pay-per-view card. Of course it is, mother chuckers. <laughs> um so it's going to pit together champions from Bellator in four different weight classes against champions from PFL in four in the four different weight classes. The title fights that were announced. Um the main event is going to be the champion from PFL at heavyweight, Renan Fiera versus the Bellator heavyweight champion, Ryan Bader. Really? Mm-hmm. I like that matchup. I do as well. Um the co-main event is a middleweights title uh champ versus champ fight between um PFL champ middleweight champion Impa Kaka oh sorry Impa Kasanage sorry versus the Bellator middleweight champion Johnny Eblen This is this is wonderful <laughs> keep going uh, featherweight title, uh, featherweight champ versus champ fight. The PFL champion Jesus Pinedo versus the Bellator champion Patricio Pitbull. And then the last one is the welterweight champion, or the welterweight championship. Um, I gotta make sure. I think. Let me see. I want to make sure I have this right. Just make sure I've got the right person on this one. Because I want to say the wrong name towards... Okay, so... It, okay, they, they did list it right. So it's the PFL champion Magomed... Magomed Hiramov. Say that five times fast. Versus the Walter Waits um, P, uh, Bellator champion Jason Jackson. And then... I think he's, I'm not sure I got this right. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, so he is built. Okay, current world tour. Um, another fight, some other fights that were announced were Bruno Hap Iloza versus Vadlim Nimkov. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, And okay, get this one for light heavyweight. Are you ready for this one? Two former UFC fighters, Tiago Santos versus Yoel Romero. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, I, and I know. I gotta watch my calendar. Um, oh, wait. I think, let me check. I think lightweight. I think there's another title fight. I just want to double check to make sure I have this right. Oh, no, it just says lightweight. Let me see. Um... Oh, okay, just as former. Um and then the the fight that's gonna start off the main card of this is Clay Collard from PFL at lightweight 
versus former Bellator featherweight champion fighting at lightweights, AJ McKee. Interesting. Um, another fighter that's going to be on this card, um, Clarissa Shields, the former boxer that's turning uh turning uh pro MMA fighter. Uh, she's fighting Kelsey DeSantis in a women's lightweight fight on that card, but that's on the early uh early like like the prelims. So that one you'll be able to watch without paying for it. Yeah. Um, and then there's Aaron Pico on the fight on the card too. Uh, the others I don't quite recognize. Yeah, I don't know those people. So it should be a very interesting card. So set your calendars for February twenty fourth. I'm on it. Which I'm gonna double check. I want to say I don't think there is a UFC card that weekend either. Huh. Uh, oh no, no, there is. It's gonna be um. Moreno and Roy Val is on the, on the same night on the same night, but still, yeah, there'll be so I think that one's yeah that one's not pay per view so this one would be pay per view. I wonder how much it would cost. I feel they're gonna like throw the book at us for this one though, but oh well, it's not gonna cost me a dime. <laughs> Wait a minute, a diamond electricity, maybe, but that's it. <laughs> It'll cost you maybe a couple dimes in electricity. Maybe a couple. But I don't know. But that does cover everything. Um, we did run a little bit longer than we wanted to. Uh, one, just because we're waiting for Jordan, and then two, our spirits of debate about the ugly Sean Strickland. Ugly. <laughs> The ugly personality that is Sean Strickland. Well, his face too, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I don't care about his face. Damn, 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 burn. Um, one thing I'll be paying, I'll try to pay attention to the press conference tomorrow because that's going to be interesting to see how Duplessis and Strickland interact with each other. It's going to be ugly. It, it probably will be. I'm not putting it past. I'm not really putting past either one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does cover everything, and so we're done for the night. Sorry, we did carry on a little bit longer. Just a lot going on, a lot to cover actually. So, a lot of news. A lot of news, and there's only going to be a lot more from there. Um, little update. I'm just going to double check to make sure I have this right. I think we're oh. That's right. Oh, you know what? I forgot. There is no um. Remind me again. Do we decide to cover Dulce's versus Imanov or Hermanson versus Pfeiffer? What? For episode ninety nine. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> what? What were my choices? The dulce. Oh wait, actually, I I can know. I find out. Um, that doesn't sound familiar. I don't think we picked that. Um, I, I think I think it was the um. I want to say it was Hermanson versus Pfeiffer that we decided not to cover. Does that sound familiar? 
Or does Dulce Imanov not? I feel like it's Dulce and Imanov that we decided not to cover. We decided not to? Yeah. Yes, I believe that's correct. So it's the February 3rd card we decided not to cover. Right. Okay. All right. So (laughs) I had to make sure because we're actually going to be off two weeks because after 297, there's no fight card the following week. So we get two. Yeah. So we're going to be wow, off for two weeks. Two weeks. We're okay. going to go like, oh, we just got back. Oh, now we're going to go on a little hiatus. <laughs> um, We deserve it. Yeah. It's not like we're going to not make it up for the other hundred cards that we have this year. <laughs> And who knows, maybe for February 24th, we'll do like a special like picks for Bellator versus PFL now that we know that's out. We could. So we can actually make up for one of those cards by making picks for Bellator PFL. I, don't, I just don't think we need to, but. You don't think we need to do? But I'll go with the flow, whatever, whatever you guys want. Well, we got, we got a month to figure it out, so. We do. Um. So... We won't see you guys until, drum roll please, one, wait, 14. We won't see you, we won't be on the airways for another 21 days. Crazy, right? Crazy. <laughs> but um, I will say, be kind to one another before before we go off the intro. Don't do not be a Sean Strickland. Just you know, just use your filter. Mm-hmm. Just find a filter and use it, whatever that means to you. Wholeheartedly agree. There, there's no need to prove that you're a butthole inside the octagon and outside the octagon. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um. So with that said. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, guest requests, mm. any of that sorts, you can reach us on our podcast page at KTC Pod or reach us individually, given that it is safe for work, by reaching Laurel at Rain Basin. Reach Jordan at Jordan T. Lopez and then me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15. But in the meantime, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks, protect your necks from my throat cuddles, watch out for Jordan's fine knees. And what's our number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Exactly. And so we will see you guys in three weeks. Um, so the card we will not be covering is, um, gosh, I can't remember. But I think we'll still, I, I mean, we, we can decide that later on. Um, so we won't see you for Dulce versus Imanov. We're going to take a, a little brief hiatus, but we will be back. In three weeks to cover Jack Hermanson versus Joe Pfeiffer. So in the meantime, everyone be safe. Everyone enjoy the fights. And we'll catch you all soon. Bye.